verses 2 and 3 of Are Ye Able? But that's our subject tonight, that God is able. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of things I can't do, but there's nothing that He can't do. And I keep reminding myself of that. Each day I get up and I need to do what I can, but I've also got to trust Him to do what I can because He is certainly able. Verse 2 of our hymn says, Are you able to remember when a thief lifts up his eyes that his pardoned soul is worthy of a place in paradise? Verse 3, Are you able when the shadows close around you with the sod to believe that spirit triumphs to commend your soul to God? And then, of course, the chorus has the people echoing, Lord, we are able, our spirits are thine, remold them, make us like thee divine. Thy guiding radiance above us shall be a beacon to God, to love and loyalty. Are you able is one of those songs I first learned as a baby Christian. I realized when I was a baby Christian, I wasn't in a cradle. When I was a baby Christian, I was 30 years old. And uh, it was one of the first songs I learned. And uh, our pastor would encourage us to memorize songs because they'd be helpful to us. So when I pastored solo, I would walk into the church singing, Are you able, said the master. And then I'd look around to see if anybody was in the church listening to me. But uh, it's a song that I've just sung two or three lines of a lot. And uh, we know the Lord is able, and tonight we will see that. We have 11 uh, points in our message tonight. 11 points. That's, that's not going to be a long message, but uh, if you're interested, they all start with the letter S. So that'll help you. And remember, if you're under 20, you have to turn in your notes, and I'll grade your papers. If you're over 20, I can't read your writing, so keep your papers, okay? Let's start in Hebrews chapter 4. Hebrews chapter 4. After you put your name and date on there, too often believers fail because we try to do what only God is able to do. <coughs> Hebrews chapter 4. Number one, only God, nobody else. No psychiatrist, no psychologist, no husband, no wife, no mother, no father. Only God is able to sympathize sympathize with our innermost being. Verse 14 of Hebrews chapter 4 starts, Seeing them that we have a great high priest that has passed into the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our profession. For we have not a high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Now the word able is really not in that particular passage, but it is amazing to me that God is able to sympathize with my innermost being. And I praise the Lord often for that truth. I believe it's Psalm 40 and verse 5 um, that says, if our thoughts the thoughts that we have, the thoughts that he has towards us could be numbered. There wouldn't be enough room on a piece of paper to write all the thoughts he has about us. Every once in a while you'll get a card in the mail and it'll say, thinking of you. 
Well, the Lord thinks about you all day long, whether you think about him or not, because he is touched by our lives and he is touched by our weaknesses. That's what infirmities mean. He's touched by our troubles and he's touched in our trials. He's, he's watching to see how we grow and how we respond. So I really praise the Lord for that capacity of our Lord to be touched uh, with the feelings of my weaknesses. When, I, when I'm down, he understands. When I'm depressed, he understands. When I'm broke, he understands. And when I need him, he understands. Only God is able to do that. A psychiatrist, psychologist, now they might help some. I'm not against all of those people. But the Lord does it best. That's why we go to him in prayer. That's why we come boldly unto the throne of grace. So we in prayer, we can ask for mercy and grace and get the help we need in time of need. So that's the first one. The second one is in Hebrews, just back a page, verse number 18. Hebrews chapter 2 and verse number 18. (coughs) For in that he, that would be the Lord, he himself hath suffered being tempted, he is able to secure Secure, now it's almost like the word secure, but it's a little different spelling there. He's able to secure, that means he's able to aid, he's able to help, and he's able to relieve, okay? Uh, He comes to our aid when we need him, just when I need him most, the songwriter says. Now I know none of you have these problems, but living up here in this part of the country, on at least, I'm going to say six occasions, I've been snuck, stuck in a snowbank and I don't know how I got there. I don't know why the car didn't obey me and why the car decided to slide into the ditch. But I've had that happen a number of times. And uh, usually when it happens, the highway patrol is not right behind me. The snowplow is not right behind me. And all my buddies with four-wheel drives are not right behind me. All I can do when I have a accident like slipping in the ditch is say, Lord, I could use a little help here. I could use a little relief. I could use some aid. Pastor Yoder and I were traveling to Flandreau to see our our friends down in Flandreau. I'll think of his name here if you give me enough time. But we decided to take the back roads to Flandreau. Shouldn't do that in March or February. Uh, we took the back road and we were just clipping right along because the road was good and then all of a sudden there was a clump of trees and then all of a sudden there was a big high snowbank on one of these minimum maintenance roads. I mean, why would you build a road and, and then not maintain it? But they have these minimum maintenance roads that had not been plowed. So I'm thinking, uh-oh, check my heart, see if that's working. We are out in the middle of nowhere. I don't even know if they get reception on the phones. Hopefully they do. Well, it worked out. We said, okay, Lord, what do we do next? And the Lord said, call your friend Ken Cooper. And Kent loves to rescue people. And so he drove down and pulled us out of the ditch. Now don't ask him how stuck we were because that will make you laugh. But uh, I am glad that God is there when all my human help is not there. I'm really happy for that. And he's the only one that can do that. He can get in the hospital during COVID-19. You might not be able to get in, but he can get in. And uh, I'm just so thankful for that. God is able to come to our aid and come to our help at all times. And I'm thankful for that. 
locked doors is another one. Now, I know none of you have ever locked yourself out of your car, but when you lock yourself out of your car and it's midnight, what do you do? Call the police, they'll charge you. I don't know whether they charge you. They used to do it for free, but I don't know if they do it. Do they do it for free anymore? Anybody know? Don't know? I know the locksmith would probably charge you, right, Jeremy? $75 maybe? 80 bucks? The other day, a friend of ours got their car locked with the keys in it. Pastor, what are we going to do? I said, well, this is an easy fix. Let's call our friend Kent Cooper. <laughs> so we called Kent. But if it hadn't been for the Lord giving us that friendship with Kent, we I don't know who we would have called. The Lord understands, especially during those surprise events that take place, and he's able to secure us. He's able to sympathize with our innermost being. He's able to secure us at times. And then number three, in Hebrews 7, he's able to save somebody to the uttermost. Hebrews chapter 7 and verse number 25. Hebrews chapter 7 and verse number 25. <coughs> now we know this is talking about Jesus because in verse number 22, Jesus was made a surety of a better testament. And we drop down to verse 25, wherefore he, that's Jesus, is able also to save them to the uttermost that come unto God by him, seeing he ever liveth to make intercession for them. Now every once in a while I get a call from somebody who I led to the Lord several years back. And they usually say, Pastor, I am so glad you saved me. And I tell them, look, I didn't save you. You are just ripe and ready for the Spirit of God to work in your heart. The Lord saves everyone that calls upon him. It's, it's not up to the soul winner. We're just the mailman delivering the goods. But it's God that does the saving, and he can save to the uttermost. We don't save anybody, but he can. And it is amazing to me how many times he will save a man or a woman that I never thought was savable. Now, I know none of you judge other people, but sometimes I judge people. When I see them down in the dumps and drunk and, and just wrecking their lives, I think, God, that person is unsavable. But it's amazing to me that God can save whoever he wants. And he can save to the uttermost. Only God is able to do that. The false gods can't. Sympathize, secure, save. Let's number four. Uh, we need to go to Romans chapter 14. Only God is able to make us stand. Only God is able to make us stand as we ought to stand. Romans chapter 14 and verse number four. If you're having a good time, say amen. All right, that's good to hear. Romans 14 and verse number 4. Who art, who art thou that judgest another man's servant? To his own master he standeth or falleth. Yea, he shall be holden up, for God is able to make him stand. <coughs> how many, uh, I don't know how many of you have ever been ashamed of the Lord at times. You know, you don't want to pray in a crowded restaurant maybe or you're around, you're around a bunch of people that are acting crazy and they, they want you to partake and you just don't feel right about it. I don't know how often you're used as a mud rug. You know, Christians have to behave. They have to be nice. They have to be generous. And yet people come by and they use you as a mud rug. Well, the Bible helps us stand when it's time to stand. He helps us do the right thing in the right way at the right time with the right people. And even though sometimes people 
abuse us as Christians and they use us as a mud rug and sometimes we're ashamed to stand up for truth. I'm just here to remind you tonight that God can help us stand. We sing the song, Dare to be a Daniel. That's what Daniel did. Daniel stood during a time of corrupt government. And that's what you and I can do during a time of all this activity that so many of us don't understand. God can help us stand as we ought to stand. And we can stand right, and we can stand honestly, and we can stand sweetly without being mean and without being rude. So stand is number four. Establish is number five, Romans 16 and verse number 25. Romans 16 and verse number 25. Now unto him that is of power to establish you according to my gospel and the preaching of Jesus Christ according to the revelation of the mystery which was kept secret since the world began. Now unto him that is of power to establish you according to the gospel. The true gospel is what the Lord establishes us in. And we don't have to worry about error. Now, this COVID-19 has a lot of theologians reevaluating their stance on the rapture. I'm not reevaluating mine. I'm still trusting the Lord to handle it the way he's told me he's going to handle it. But what happens is, if we're not careful, error can creep in. And the Lord is the one who is able to establish us in the true truth so that we don't fall for error. Uh, a fellow the other day, he said, he said, well, what if this happens? What, what if we're in the middle of the tribulation right now with all this suffering and all this loss? loss? And I said, well, God always does the right thing. He does it in the right way at the right time, and he won't let us down because he is able to establish us in the true gospel. And I am so thankful that God can do that and nobody else can. So I'm happy for God's ability and his availability to enable us and help us to remain steadfast in the gospel. Uh, that was five. Establish us. Uh, let's go to number six here. Only God is able to keep us from stumbling. Now we go to Jude. That's the book. That's a little tiny book right before Revelation. Jude, verse number 24. Now unto him that is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy, to the only wise God our Savior be glory and majesty, dominion and power both now and forever. Amen. He is able to keep us from falling. Praise the Lord for that. That is amazing. And uh, falling physically is a sign of old age. You know, when you're young, you can walk on a tightrope and you never, you never fall over. If you do fall, you're just you're like a rubber band. You just hit the ground and bounce back up again. But uh, when you get over a certain age, start drawing Social Security, you fall down, they, get, they bring a shovel. And they start saying, oh, this guy's not going to get up again. Let's, let's dig him a hole and push him in the hole. Uh, falling is common for old age. And you know, sometimes in our spiritual walk, we get lazy. We get, uh, we get tired of church, 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 the Bible, the Bible, the Bible. And if we're not careful, we stumble. It's very important that we 
thank God for His ability to keep us from stumbling, to keep us from becoming uh, a statistic, a has-been, the kind of Christian that abandons his walk later on in life because not enough people have joined the, the Christian army. I, I don't want that to happen in my life, and I don't think you want it to happen in your life. I'm thankful God is able to keep us from stumbling. 2 Corinthians 9.8 God is only, only God is able to grant us sufficient grace. 2 Corinthians chapter 9 and verse number 8. <coughs> now if Pastor Yoder were doing this, He's probably listening in. He'd have all these memorized, or he'd have them all written down. He's a manuscript preacher. I like manuscript preachers. I'm too lazy to be a manuscript preacher. <laughs> I look them up each time because I like reading them a second time. Uh, takes a little longer, but I think it's okay if we hear some rustling pages and you look them up and let God talk to you. Don't believe the preacher all the time. You need to look the verses up and, and look at them yourself. Second Corinthians chapter 9 and verse number 8. God is able to make all grace abound toward you, that you always having all sufficiency in all things may abound to every good work. God is able to grant us sufficient grace, and that's why grace is amazing. He gives us just the amount we need at just the right time. And uh, when I was newly saved, every once in a while I looked up to heaven and say, Lord, my problems are so big, I don't think you can help me. And God would look down and smile and say... <laughs> My grace is sufficient. I, your, little, your big problem is nothing to me. And uh, he can help us because only God is able to grant us sufficient grace. And he gives it to us just when we need it. And that's what makes it so amazing. Okay, number one was sympathize, in case you missed any. Two was secure, S-U-C-C-O-R. Three is save, four is stand, five is establish. Six is stumbling, seven is sufficient. Eight is the word suffer. Only God is able to keep us when we suffer and doubt. 2 Timothy chapter 1 and verse number 12. This verse is often quoted at baptismal services because a lot of times the candidate will ask me for a verse to share and I will tell them, well, why don't you memorize 2 Timothy 1.12 and share that? And so people will take a copy of 2 Timothy 1.12. It's a great verse. For the which cause I also suffer these things, nevertheless I am not ashamed. This would be Paul writing to Timothy. For I know whom I have believed. And I am persuaded that he, now if you go back up to verse number 10, you'll see the he there is Jesus Christ. He is able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. And so when doubts show up and you need assurance, you can rest assured that God is able to keep you when you suffer and when you doubt. You'll probably fall if you're trusting in yourself, but if you commit everything to him, uh, Paul was persuaded that the Lord was able to keep him. Paul said, I've given my soul to the Lord. I've committed it to him. And I trust you've done the same. And if you haven't, what are you waiting for? Commit your soul to him and watch him take care of you. Only God is able to keep us when we suffer in doubt. Number nine, only God is able to build up and give us and give a sanctified, 
a sanctified inheritance. A sanctified inheritance. Acts chapter 20 and verse number 32. Acts chapter 20 and verse number 32. And now, brethren, I commend you to God and to the word of His grace, which is able to build you up. If you need a pick-me-up, if you need a little energy, if you need a little oomph, if you, if you need some Holy Spirit power, the Lord says, look, by the word of my grace, I will build you up. Only God is able to do that. And give you an inheritance among all them which are sanctified. You know, I am so looking forward to heaven. And the inheritance, I have some inheritances that I'm enjoying down here grace and mercy and truth. But I can't wait to get to heaven. No sorrow, no pain. Gold-plated streets and just, it's just no misery, no sorrow. I can't wait to, to see that inheritance, just to get a glimpse of it. When my dad died, we were raised in a large family. And so when dad died, we didn't get much. I got his two-foot level, which is full of paint because he was a professional painter. And I got his lunchbox. And that was it. That was my inheritance from my dad. But he did teach me, he, he taught me to work. And I, I'm glad he taught me to enjoy working. He, he taught me that it's good to serve your country. So I, all of us boys went in the military. I mean, he taught us some really valuable lessons. But when it came to a physical financial inheritance, got a lunchbox and a two-foot level. Now, when I get to heaven and I see what the Lord has in store for me, I think my eyes are going to bug right out of my head. I think it's just going to be a huge wow. I'll probably be speechless for days and days and days. Only God can give us that kind of an inheritance. Nobody else can. The richest man in the country can't. Or woman. Can't do it. But God can. He is able to build us up and to give us a sanctified inheritance. And to that, all God's people said, wow. <laughs> Which is uh, Hebrew for amen, okay? No, probably not. Number 10 here. Almost done. Only God is able to subdue all things to himself. Philippians chapter 3 and verse number 21. Philippians chapter 3. You know, when the earth was created, God created man. He told man, he says, I want you to have dominion over all the plants and the animals, all the fishes and the birds and everything else. And since he's able to subdue all things, he can transfer that authority to man. It was never intended that the white owl control us. It was intended by God that we control the white owl. And same is true with the dolphin, and same is true with the giraffe, and same is true with the horse, and same is true with the dog. Those things are not supposed to have dominion over us. We are supposed to have dominion over them. We're supposed to subdue them and use them rightfully and, and uh, not be mean to our... Um, not to be a poor steward of them, but to um, use them for the glory of God and not have that turned around. And we're not to worship the creature more than the creator. And in a lot of cultures today, they seem to be worshiping everything but Jesus and uh, every animal out there and every tree and all that other good stuff. Uh, what did I say? Philippians 3.21. Philippians 3 and verse number 21. Again, in verse number 20. For our conversation is in heaven, from whence also we look for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, 
who, that's the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall change our vile body, that it may be fashioned like unto his glorious body, according to the working whereby he, that's Jesus, is able even to subdue all things unto himself. And all means all. The weather, he controls it. COVID-19, he controls it. He said, well, why isn't, why isn't it letting up? He's not done teaching us some lessons yet. When he's done teaching us what we need to know, it'll be gone. In the meantime, we have to put up with it. Okay? Um, all things work together for good. doesn't say all things are good. But he will use even difficult things to mature us and to train us so that we can help others. All means all. And when God says, I'll subdue everything, he, he does. And I'm thankful that only the God of the Bible can do that. Now the last one here, Ephesians chapter 3 and verse number 20. Most of you know this, you probably already wrote it in there. Ephesians chapter 3 and verse number 20. What's the word, class? Aha! Ephesians chapter 3. The word is supply. Ephesians chapter 3 and verse number 20. This is typically used and read as a benediction a lot of times to end services. Ephesians chapter 3 and verse number 20. Again in verse number 19. And to know the love of Christ. Isn't it amazing in all of these how Christ is included? And how He is also able. And to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge that He might be filled with all the fullness of God. Know unto Him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. Unto Him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus throughout all ages, world without end. Amen. Only God is able to supply exceedingly above and beyond what we could ever imagine. That's a sampling of what God is able to do. He is able to sympathize with our innermost being. He is able to secure us at times. He is able to save unto the uttermost. He is able to make us stand. He is able to establish us in the gospel, the true gospel. He is able to keep us from stumbling. He is able to grant us sufficient grace. He is able to keep us when we suffer. And He is able to give us a sanctified inheritance. And He is able to subdue all things unto Himself. And He is able to supply exceedingly above and beyond our wildest imaginations. Isn't God good? He is good. And the closer you get to heaven, you'll see He gets gooder and gooder. That's not good English, but He gets better and better. Trust me. Let's stand and have a word of prayer.